Hey, God bless everybody. Welcome to the Be Healed podcast, where we are dedicated to helping you receive healing. You see, Jesus Christ died for you, he bled for you, and he rose from the dead. And I've got good news that Jesus Christ desires to touch your mind, your body, your whole being. I'm your host, Steve Hannett, and our ministry, Every House, has been seeing Jesus Christ heal people for more than 20 years. We have seen some amazing miracles, and we have seen the faithfulness of Jesus to honor the promises of the Word of God to touch us and to bless us through the gospel of Jesus Christ. So the Be Healed podcast is all about sharing interviews, testimonies, and teachings that are aimed to help you build a strong biblical understanding of God's promise to heal you. Ultimately, we want to see you radically changed, touched, and healed by the truths found in Scripture. Today, we're going to be speaking about a topic that I believe is on the minds of many people even though they don't often say it. And it's the answer to the question of why is it that God seems to answer the prayers of some people, but not everyone? It appears like some people pray for healing and they receive it, and others are struggling with continuous prayer, and the answer just does not seem to come. Well, we're going to discuss the answer to that question along with some of the importance of why it needs to be answered in this episode. So get ready, grab a journal, and make sure that you write down the verses and write down the points that you really think you need to think about or pray into further after the podcast. All right, let's get ready for the teaching to build your life. One day I was speaking with a Christian friend of mine, and he was explaining that the least attended meetings in churches are prayer meetings. And we were having a conversation about the reality that people often don't want to go to prayer meetings or don't want to pray because their expectation of what happens during prayer is pretty low. In fact, I would say that unanswered prayer is one of the biggest difficulties that many Christians are dealing with in their spiritual life. Because they hear about the promises of God, they hear about the love of God, they hear about the provision that God has provided for them on the cross, and they go to pray and nothing happens. Or they begin to go to conferences and they get prayed for and nothing happens. Well, this could really hurt your faith, and it really begins to impact how you see our Father in heaven, how you see God, and how you see His Son, Jesus Christ. It'll also begin to color or taint how you see situations in life. An unanswered prayer creates a gap, it creates a crisis, it creates a question mark in people's mind. Is God love me? Is God with me? Does God care? Or maybe it'll create a question mark about the situation in your life. If you're sick or suffering with pain right now as you're listening to this, and you've prayed, and the pain has not left, the sickness has not gone away, maybe you'd begin thinking, does God want me to have it? 
maybe he doesn't want to heal this, or maybe healing is not for today. Maybe I'm suffering for the greater good. Well, all of these kinds of ideas, thoughts, and questions begin to fill our hearts and minds, and they are dangerous. And they're dangerous because many of these reasonings are not at all in God's Word. They're not the instruction of the Word of God. They're not the instruction of love. They're not the instruction of the Holy Spirit. They're human answers to try to deal with the problem of unanswered prayer. So I want to first tell you that if you've been praying for your uh, life or you're praying for a loved one, we need to understand why some people's prayer is answered and why some people's prayer is not answered. We need to understand this because it will reframe what's happening and it will enable us to not only hear what God's promises are, but retain the wisdom so that when we are confronted with things in life, we won't exchange the truth of God's word for human reasoning. Now, I want to just mention before I go further in this topic that prayer and answered prayer, it's an immensely large topic. There's many different aspects to why prayer gets answered and why prayer does not get answered. Many different aspects to a Christian's life that can impact that. But this episode, I'm going to cover probably one of the greatest, most important foundational keys that if we're not doing this, the other things won't matter. And so I love to always build foundation. When you are building spiritual life, we have to build it on foundation, a strong foundation, because foundation will enable faith to persevere. Foundation will enable even difficult questions to be understood. In the Bible, uh, in Paul's letter to Colossia, he writes in chapter 2, verse 6, he says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Well, Paul is saying that we need to walk and be rooted. And that means that our understanding of the foundation is going deep. It's rooted. The roots are very strong. Uh, trees that don't have strong, deep roots can get uprooted and fall over in storms. But roots that go very deep, such as uh, many uh, palm uh, trees, for an example, their roots go very deep, and when storms come, they're able to withstand it. Their 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 roots preserve the rest of their life. It's like that for a Christian's life. And so, when it comes to answered prayer, we need to have a faith that is rooted. Well, in addition, Paul says it needs to be built up in him, built up in Jesus Christ. This is the idea of growing up and developing and moving to new levels. And that's why first we have to have roots that will enable us to 
grow very strong and go to high heights. And that's why Paul is saying we need to be established in the faith. And I want to tell you that healing will flow uh, effortlessly the more we are established in the faith. But today, very few people wake up in the morning and say, God, I'm going to get established in the faith. I'm going to get rooted. I'm going to get built up in the faith because what's happening is healing is going to be a, a production, a, a, a result of how well a believer is rooted and how well a believer is established in the faith. Now, Paul goes on in verse 8, and he says, beware. There's a warning here. He says, beware lest anyone cheat you, which literally translated uh, is the idea of, of, of something uh, being taken from you. Uh, it's the idea of, of something being plundered, like an enemy coming and taking away that which is yours. And so he says, beware lest anyone plunder or cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. You see, this is where inside the question mark, inside the doubt, inside that, Lord, how come I pray for healing and it hasn't happened? Well, this is where philosophy tries to come in. It's where the tradition of men tries to come in. And it's where it can infect our faith and our belief in Christ. And so this is why we need to establish a good foundation in understanding why prayer gets answered or why it doesn't. So let's jump into it and let's look at the Gospel of John. And we're going to take a look at a very, very famous chapter, John chapter 15. And Jesus is speaking here, and he's speaking about the idea of a vine and a vine dresser. And he begins to bring in the language of the branch, the branch of a vine. And I'm going to use this text to uh, to expound and, and lay the foundation down that says, if you get what Jesus is about to teach, you're going to get the foundation of how to have your prayer answered. Now, I would love for you to uh, kind of be on the edge of your seat here, because when Jesus is speaking something, we must realize he is the king of kings. He is omniscient. He knows all things. He understands clearly with crystal clarity why people when they pray are having their prayers answered. He knows what's going to get the job done. Jesus is speaking from a place of perfect knowledge and our knowledge is imperfect. And so God does not want you to be living in the question mark. He doesn't want you to be living in the, I don't know why it's not happening. And, and therefore I'll, I'll, I'll go back to thinking that God doesn't move. No, God wants you to understand his word, to receive the instruction so that your prayer will become powerful. Your prayer will become effective and your prayer is going to change things. In fact, 
Before I even get to the text in John chapter 15, I want to tell you that a lot of people don't pray because they think it's not going to do anything. In fact, some people say, well, I'll pray, but really what God is desiring is going to happen anyway. So why really pray? I don't have that much ability to change anything. So prayer turns into almost an activity of comfort, not creation. You see, God didn't give us prayer to deal with things. He gave us prayer to impact things. I want to tell you that prayer is the agency that God has given, the vehicle, the way to bring the creative power of God into a person's life. God is desiring that our prayer will move mountains. Jesus teaches in Matthew chapter 21, verse 21. He teaches that if you have faith and do not doubt, you can speak to the mountain and it will be removed for you. The Bible is teaching us that we do have a voice. We do have power in prayer. It doesn't matter if you grew up and maybe prayer meetings were powerless and they were boring. And maybe you've even tried to pray for healing and it just, it just didn't do anything. Well, I want to tell you that God desires for that to change. So let's look at the expectation of Almighty God because, well, praise God, it's a lot higher and different from what people think. It's going to get you out of discouragement. Get ready for it. Here it comes. In John chapter 15, Jesus says a key piece of wisdom. It happens in verse 4. This is what he says. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. All right, we're laying the foundation down. Jesus is saying, abide in me and I in you. That term abide literally translated means to dwell. It means to permanently reside. It isn't a, a quick visit to a healing conference. It isn't a quick visit to a church a couple times a month. It is a dwelling place. It is a place that you're resting and dwelling in permanently. In other words, you're connected. You're communing with God. Jesus says, abide with me. Abide in me. And I in you. What an intensely intimate picture this is. And he's giving the, the word picture of a branch abiding in the vine. A branch is connected to the vine. In fact, it's an extension of the vine. It isn't glued on. <laughs> it isn't taped on. It isn't paper clipped on. Not at all. It's actually one with the branch. There's a seamless continuity between the vine and the branch. 
And the vine is the source and the branch is the offshoot of that vine. And Jesus is teaching that unless the branch is abiding, that seamless communing connectivity in the vine, it cannot bear fruit. It cannot produce anything. Jesus is saying, neither can you unless you abide in me. The first foundational principle of having anything good produced from your life is the level of oneness and dwelling with Christ in Christ. We must first be connected to the vine, to Jesus, and abiding in Jesus in such a way that what is in the vine flows through the branch. And that life and that power that's flowing through the vine, which winds up flowing through the branch, enables the fruit to be birthed. You see, if we were to look at a fruit tree, a lemon tree, peach tree, apple tree, it looks like the branches are producing the fruit. Because we see the trunk of a tree and then the branches and then the fruit or the vine, and then the branches, and then the fruit. But in reality, it is not the branch that's producing the fruit. It's the vine. It's the source. In fact, this positions the branch, you and I, as merely pass-throughs, as vessels, as conduits of the power of the vine. In other words, what is in Jesus when we're connected to him, the power, the anointing, the actual healing power of God is actually flowing through the vine and then through the branch, and it results in tremendous release of power. And I want to tell you that the flow of the supernatural power of God should be flowing effortlessly through every believer, not because there are some specially chosen, but rather they're simply connected in intimacy with the vine, with the source. God is spirit, the Bible says in John chapter 4. And, and the Bible is describing that God is powerful. God is not somehow turning on miracles and turning off miracles. God and his power are who he is. And when you're so connected to him in a correct way, that power automatically flows through the branch. In fact, the branch doesn't even need to do anything except abide. Sometimes I hear very complicated things about the 50,000 things a person needs to do in order to have the supernatural power flow in their life. And they're missing the first foundational piece that says you need to abide in the truth. Well, what does this have to do with prayer? Well, everything. Because in just a few verses, Jesus speaks specifically about the prayer. It happens in verse 7. He says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Wow. God just specifically, explicitly said, if this connection is there, if you're abiding in me and my words abide in you, you will ask, you will pray, you will petition, you will give supplication, you will ask what you desire, and it 
shall be done for you. Yes, the the foundational element is we need to abide. Jesus is describing that the person who's abiding is the person whose prayer is answered. If you need prayer for healing, if you need healing in your body, you need to abide in Jesus. If you need faith for healing, you need to abide in Jesus. If you want to see that cancer tumor shrivel up and die, if you want to see that arthritis die and leave, if you want to see COVID-19 disappear, we must abide. Now, Jesus also gives a definition of what it means for us to abide. Remember, Jesus said, abide in me and I in you, but how can this power be in you? Well, he says it in verse seven. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Did you know that the word of God is the perfect expression of God? That actually in John chapter 1, verse 14, the Bible says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That Jesus Christ is the incarnation. He's the manifestation of the word of God. Praise God. I want to tell you that God and his word are one. And when you have the word of God abiding in your heart, you have Jesus abiding in your heart. And when you pray, you will pray according to that word. And that word will bring faith. That faith will bring power. And the prayer will release the powerful word of God in you and through you. It will attack the enemy. It will cause deliverance. It will cause that sickness to shrivel up and die. It will cause you to be delivered. And the word of God and the prayer release of that word as it's released will cast out that sickness, that pain, and you will receive healing. But I want to tell you, if you do not have the word of God in great portion, if you do not have it in your heart, if you are not reading the word of God every day, if you are not in a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching, Bible-teaching, Bible-demonstrating, Bible-praying church, then you are not being trained. You're not being developed. If you are not abiding in Jesus, then your prayers are like shooting blanks. I want you to think about it like a gun. You need to have bullets in the gun for the gun to be valuable. Well, you need the word of God in your heart and mind for prayer to be powerful. And so this is the the nugget that, that I've released today in the word that we need to abide in Jesus. I'm going to be talking more about this so that you and I can be built up to say, Lord, how can we abide? How can we tactically, practically abide in you in a way? And how do we release that word in a way? So get ready for the continuation uh, of this teaching uh, because it's going to change your prayer life. Now, somebody may say, but how do you know? 
How do you have that confidence, Pastor Steve? How do you know? I'm going to tell you because of the fruit that it has produced in Christians globally through many generations. And then personally, we've experienced the shift, the change in people's lives. And I can testify to you today without any hesitation that we have seen unanswered prayer change and become transformed to answered prayer when people begin to apply these truths. Now, I would like to offer you something very special. I have written a book called Unleashing Heaven's Breath, How to Discover the Ultimate Secret to Releasing Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. And the first 50 people to message us are going to get a free copy of this book because this book teaches how to abide in the Word of God and how to release the power of God in prayer through the Word of God. I believe you need this book. And again, the first 50 people to message us are going to get a free copy. We will ship it to you and bless you with this book. All you need to do is send an email to contact at everyhousenow.org. Again, that is contact at everyhousenow.org. Just put your full name and put Unleashing Heaven's Breath in the email, and we will ship that book out to you free. Again, the first 50 people to send the email will get the free book. Now, if you're not one of those first 50 people, you can certainly go to Amazon. You can download the audio book. You can download the paper uh, copy or the Kindle version. But this book is going to bless you. Again, the title is Unleashing Heaven's Breath. So why don't you do it right now? Become one of those first 50 people and get this book because I want to sow it into your life. Well, God bless you. We love you. May the Lord bless and keep you and may you begin to abide in God's word like never before. We look forward to talking with you more. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel, just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, 
simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.